God, that was the most impotent early <laughs> clap. I'm so sorry, Sarah, when you have to edit this. <laughs> I'm not. I, Meanwhile, I, I did mine perfectly. Yeah, yeah, I heard Argyle's perfectly because noise suppression. <laughs> oh, true. This well, is because I, because I have auto sensit I had audio sensitivity off still, so it, right. It that's what worked. I'm saying. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant because of not noise suppression, audio sensitivity. Yeah. I've got it turned back on. So. Uh, oh, good. No clapping. So, so I, you I can, just clapped you can... again. Oh, good. You can discreetly play Skyward Sword the entire recording. We will that's be none a, the wiser. That's a fun little joke you've played for Sarah there, Argyle. <laughs> Look, uh, it's fine. Everybody, everybody clap again. It's a fun, <laughs> practical goof. What the fuck is up, duelists? Welcome to Pot of Greed, the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. We are, as always, sponsored by Kaiba Corp, and I am your host, Argyle. Go, white boy, go. <laughs> I'm Max, and, uh, regrettably, Lord Farquaad voice white. I'm Audrey, aka no 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 <laughs> and, <laughs> and in the studio with us is a special guest! Hi there, I'm Luke. Uh, I got told I needed to do a nickname, like, three minutes ago, so I'm just pulling up the top of my head. I'm Luke, a.k.a. the Lost Paradox Brother. Bro. There's a third one! We we, we found Wait, there is? one, the Paradox Triplets. Shit, really? <laughs> yeah! No, there's... no, not really. Oh, you're going along with my bit! Wow, okay. I'm doing improv! I'm I doing thought you the were letting famous, me know that uh, the famous... there actually is a third Paradox Argyle Brother, and I'm... <laughs> sand, yeah. Argyle's yes ending. Okay, well, that makes a lot more sense than what I leapt to. <laughs> Luke's Welcome name in our Discord Luke. is still Jean-Claude Asiago, which was their uh, Cup of Greed 2 duelist. So, yeah. it's been a long time since we've spoken to you, Luke. That's, that's true. Just uh, yeah, based on I'm... that. I'm glad Jean-Claude Asiago is not here with us tonight. <laughs> I, I, I miss him already. Don't worry, we have a, we have a different friend I Italian. fucker. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've got a new one in town. Got a new one. Uh, so Luke, seeing as it's your first time on the podcast, what we like to do when we have guests is kind of ask them what their history is. Is this really be. Luke's first time on the podcast? No, I've been on, and I was on during the uh, the virtual arc in the You fucker, show. you tried oh. to fucking trick me, you bitch. I didn't. I didn't try and trick you. My mind has holes in it. You think I remember what happened like last week? Let alone like two I can't years ago. You forget that I was here for the episode where Taya fought the Nightmare Penguin. Oh shit! The you, that's right. No, Krunk, it's all it's all the flooding best back character to me. In the show, Krunk. that classic episode. I wasn't it's the host back, back then, so I can't be held accountable for any of this. Yeah, Max Audrey fan. was just floating in space. You Max you weren't fan. even there. You you were but a twinkle in our eye, Audrey. <laughs> Honestly, well, I don't even remember. The only thing I remember that episode is that Taya fought a penguin and Yugi ran in a hallway. Mm -hmm. It was a good episode. Taya summoned Yugi's dark magician from yeah, 40 feet God. away. Just pure oh, cheating. Right. <laughs> I hate this show so much. Yeah, and, 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 and Luke, you've come back on, like, equally batshit in a completely different direction for this <laughs> good show. Yeah, I mean, so I, was I will like... say, I, I watched the original show a lot. This was the first time I've ever seen an episode of GX. They're all like this, Luke. They're Here, all like no, this. No, oh, boy. That's not, Max, that's not true. Do not lead our listeners astray. These were exceedingly normal episodes for GX. <laughs> Ex 
exceedingly normal. These were regular. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, okay. no, okay. There was barely any fucked up magic or anything. I do have a question. Uh, hopefully y'all can, yeah, can yeah, catch go me ahead. up. Like I said, I've, I've mm-hmm. never seen GX, so I was a little, I was picking up most of it just from context, but sure. a few things were a little confusing. Did Jaden Yuki get like a head injury an yes. episode or two ago or something? Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. he got he a massive head injury. Okay, because it seems like he has a concussion. He, yes. he, uh, Dio? You didn't even Dio's see the part servant. Where, okay, no, here's I'm, what happened. I'm not even Luke. sure how you intuited that, because he's pretty normal in these episodes compared to how he was <laughs> last set of episodes. Great. He, 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 here, here's the quick and dirty for you, Luke. Okay. A servant of Dio defeated Jaden Yuki in a duel, which caused him to forget all his cards and lose his memories. He went on, like, a, some sort of spirit journey. He almost died of hunger. He met a dolphin from space, and now all of his cards that he designed as a kid that Kaiba sent up into space in a satellite came back to Earth. Um, and he finally just reunited with his friends last week. So, yeah, he's, like, been through it. He's fine Okay, now, yeah, though. I mean, I gleaned yeah. most of that from context clues. Yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's, no. you know, you know, it's, it's pretty only... easy to figure out. The only important addition to make there is that uh, Dio in GX is actually Zenmus from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, oh, sure, yeah. Or Organization 13. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I assumed that you're talking about the guy who's doing the tarot reading. Is yeah, 78 yeah. pickups. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just yeah. fucking shuffling the cards. Fucking hate this guy. Homeboy oh. does not know how to shuffle a deck of cards. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to that. Anyways, yeah. Luke, since you've been on the yeah. show before, we're not going to ask you what you what your experience <laughs> with Yu-Gi-Oh is because we don't fucking care now. But <laughs> we will fair. ask you: Did you watch the sub or the dub? I watched the dub. Hell yes. Okay, okay All good. Right. All right, equal ground here. I'll, I'll be honest, honest I have some choice words the sub later. Did not even occur to me. Yeah. These. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's. I I feel like as the series goes on, I feel like GX has probably equally as iconic of a sub because this is when four kids really started hitting their stride for better or for worse. Yeah, I... Listen, the original <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! is not, you know, a masterpiece. Shut your and fucking mouth. And maybe it's mouth. just because I watched it no, when I was 11 and I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever... <laughs> it's still yeah. the coolest thing I've right. ever seen in my life. Hard, hard disagree. <laughs> okay, you know what? No, that's fair. It's a masterpiece, but in perhaps an unconventional way, we can say. Yes, sure. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just because I saw it when I was 11 and it seemed like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And it was. This seemed a lot lamer in comparison. Again, like I said, these are exceedingly normal episodes for GX. Uh, uh-huh. You have not seen, uh, again, I, uh, Max and I have had this debate and um, I'm still uh, Dual Monsters Ichiban for life. Uh, but GX is... Usually, much more off the walls than these episodes were. Um, yeah, I can believe that. I mean, especially the first one felt more like it kind of just felt like some downtime. Like, yeah, we gotta fill, yeah. we gotta fill time it's here. GX, GX has a lot more like tame episodes, but it also has a yeah. lot more like completely fucking like dog shit, bat shit. Episodes. Yeah, yeah. There, and the th- nice there thing- is no in between. Yeah, the nice thing about GX is that, like, these sort of tame filler episodes at least make sense because they're kind of like these slice of life, these are literally just high schoolers hanging out episodes, which, you know, it, it it's a nice palate cleanser from in between when, you know, people's immortal souls are being sent to hell. It's fine. It's normal. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And speaking of this first episode oh, being boy. more normal, shall we get into it, folks? Let's get into uh, it. Let's get on the road. Let's go. We have um, Argyle. What's the name of this episode? First in up is season two, episode seventeen, Dormitory Demolition. 
And okay, here's how you know that uh, the sub is superior. GX episode 69. Nice. nice. Yep. Uh, is uh, Kronos versus Napoleon, the March of the Toy Soldiers. Okay. That title yeah. sucks. It's, a, it's more literal. It's but it's more also literal. episode 69 nice. It's almost, yeah, yeah you sure, don't get fine. episode 69 no, in the dub. Look, yeah, we will never get an episode 69 because the seasons are broken up into like 50. So you're never going to get one. But mm-hmm. title sucks. And it's up, it's like how Apple makes iPhones not say 69 degrees. It's always 68 or 70. It's like this. That, I just is... saw that. That's the wildest thing. I know. Wait, really? It's like, what are you that's doing, true? Apple? That's a thing? Yeah, that's is. true. That is yes. genuine true. That's Snopes. That's, what the fuck? Yeah. This is what This is what Tim Cook wants for you. This is what Tim this Cook wants. This is what wants Tim Apple wants. Tim he wants. He is so fucking sex negative. What the fuck? Speaking of sex negative, trying, trying to suppress the best the best position. <laughs> Speaking of sex negative, uh, we're having a lovers quarrel in this episode. Epic because... divorce men are. So yeah, Luke, if you couldn't glean, these two strange men are boyfriends. Is is no, my head canon and also yeah, yeah, true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They um. Kronos has like fully gone around to hey maybe we shouldn't demolish the Slifer Red Dorm and Napoleon in his Goomba self is like mm, no we should continue doing this yeah and the Kronos. other only two teachers at this school there's Are four teachers there. here the fucking Fonda Fontaine and what's his name uh, who I've, I've already Dali. forgotten the name yeah his that the guy, raw the, yellow the the curry man yeah uh, so the cat is here. not a teacher. Mm-hmm. It, I, it it really speaks volumes that like we had a whole episode about Curry Man and I've already forgotten his name, but I do remember it's something Fonda with a K in the sub. It's like always. yeah, Kawada or something in the sub. It, it doesn't matter because we weren't introduced to him until literally three weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I love Fonda Fontaine. I do Jules. love Fonda Fontaine. Uh, so yeah, so um, Kronos is like fully uh, as Max had come around on. Red. I was like, listen, we had this, like, the last episodes, Judai went against Edo to, like, decide whether or not Osiris Red gets to exist. Judai won. They're our sons. Give it a rest. And Napoleon's like, I will absolutely not. I want these kids off my island. I want these twinks obliterated. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, oh, and another another fun sub fact for you, Luke. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The character of Doctor Crowler in the mm-hmm. sub, he is an Italian clown. That is better than the dub. I'm surprised they yeah. didn't lean into that more. He that goes about really saying "Mamma Mia." There is he, his he interjections has, and exclamations are just random Italian food. <laughs> he has three incredible lines in these episodes, which he sure like fucking does. Uh, I've I've noted I've stopped noting down everything he says in either English or Italian, but there are three incredible lines that he has in this episode in English and Italian. Um, mm-hmm. His name is Cronos de Medici in the song. Yeah. His name is Cronos de Medici. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> and he uh, just, funded like the arts in the and dub. He is a, yeah, he's an actual between... descendant of the Medici family right. from, from the, <laughs> Saw... the, the old country. Got fucked over by the Borgias, you know. I love Assassin's Creed, too. Yeah, we've all played a set, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh-huh. So I, I just like in the dub, voice-wise, this is just a fight between, like, Mrs. Bighead and the Earl of Lemon Grab. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me- yeah meanwhile... Shadow Realm! Yeah, meanwhile, Bonaparte in the in the dub... Yeah, just in case you don't know, it's played, no played by Mike Pollock, of course, the the legend. Mm. Ah, Yosh, Yosh. 
So, anyway, Napoleon's like, I still want to destroy, uh, I still want to destroy Rouge. Uh, Rouge. <laughs> Osiris Rouge. And Cronus uh, is like, no, we're not going to do that. And Napoleon's like, want to duel me for it? And Cronus is like, yeah, fuck you. We're getting divorced and I'm going to duel you for it. <laughs> it's going to get messy. <laughs> and as they're discussing this, like, the very clear silhouette of show walks past, I guess, the paper doors that make up this teacher's lounge. It doesn't seem great, but whatever. Um, and then we cut over to show uh, over at the door. Oh, sorry, red door. And being like, hey, guys, new fucked up knowledge just dropped. <laughs> oh, no, they don't even gonna, have time to react. They're going to destroy the dorm again. They're going to try and do again? it again. Yeah. And, like, as if on cue... Kronos and Napoleon are, are are walking down. They both have their duel disc. I love how they both have like the sort of shoulder slung guitar ass duelist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's is, just like this is the kind of duel disc that adults use. This is what you use if you're. This is old a real. This is this is a real patron of the fruit. arts duel disc. Have the Slifer Red kids like pulled any hilarious pranks on the dean or something, or do they just hate him because they're the underdog kids? They're the underdog yeah. kids. That's why yeah. they hate yeah. them. Okay. They've they've done literally nothing so, wrong. Specifically, specifically, Napoleon is very um, concerned about appearances, and the Osiris Red dorm is the dog shit dorm. And he's like, right. if we just got rid of all the students who were Osiris Red, we never should have let them in in the first place. If we just got rid of all of them, then like our scores. And overall yeah. achievement would like massively increase. Yeah, like our average would go up. Mm-hmm. So terrible, terrible man. He just Very wants agree. to get them into dual Ivy leagues. Right, mm. right. I understand that. Yeah, you get off to card game college. Which, like already, this is like the most prestigious dual school you can go to. So, like, I don't know why they're so concerned about that. As as Luke just said, it's for dual college. Yeah. This is like uh, going to fucking Georgetown. Like, you're going to get into a good dual college. Oh God, don't uh, fucking yeah. talk to me about Georgetown. God. Bring <laughs> up another Virginia. Ugh. <laughs> um, Cursed state. I'm sorry. <gasps> so as Kronos and Napoleon roll up, we also notice around the Slifer Red dorm is a construction crew and a backhoe. So we'll yeah. learn what these fun tools yeah. are later on but yeah, yeah. everyone's like a, yeah, this is a fun tool that will help us Majima, Majima Construction is here but don't worry about them don't worry <laughs> it's fine we built shit we, <laughs> or tear we it built down. shit <laughs> I, I assumed it would be the very normal thing of ah they're gonna start demolishing this place if you lose what a fool I was yeah, <laughs> no. you were fuck- yeah so we were all fooled I, yeah I, Mm-hmm. This is oh god. Okay, so yeah, they they're like oh shit. Here I they do come. I do love the shot of the construction guys. It cuts over to them for like two seconds, and they're just like doing exercises and stretches mm-hmm. over there. Like yeah, we're getting ready. We're getting yeah. <laughs> oh, and meanwhile, as as Kronos and uh, Napoleon are setting up for their duel, uh, Monjame is inside, and he's on a one man mission to paint his dorm white. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he he has no idea what's going on outside, but he is just happily painting away so, because Farquaad so voice white. Yep. Yeah, I never would have guessed that the weird little gremlin kid painting things white was foreshadowing of the next big story arc, apparently. Oh yeah, he's been brainwashed uh, by Dio. This is the ongoing story arc. Yeah. Uh for the past like ten episodes, he's just okay. been like a comedy brainwashed in a cult, and then it stops being a joke in the next episode. <laughs> 
yeah. great. <laughs> it gets serious all of a sudden. Yeah, suddenly Mormons. Uh, oh, so... oh boy. <laughs> is it dual time? It's, Joseph it Smith is... looking ass. It's a dual time. There's a great line from like Judai here, which I think is supposed to be made to be like, I just love dueling and seeing good good duelists. But like, he's like, man, I don't know who to root for. I'm rooting for yeah. both of them, and everyone else is like, you do know who to root for. You need to root for Professor Kronos, and he's like, I want to root for Professor Kronos. I need to root for Professor Kronos, but. I don't but. want to. Yeah, no. That's, that's, <laughs> he seems like he has a head injury because he seems to really struggle with maintaining basic awareness of the world around yeah, we, him. Yeah, okay, we went high that, scores that at some point. That has nothing to that has nothing to do with the head injury. He would have been like that before. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's just this is his normal. <laughs> that's just how he is. Uh, he just likes to see cool card games. He just gets really pumped to see it, and I he doesn't mean, care I also if like, like to see yeah, cool who card doesn't? Games, so he exactly. doesn't care if people are going to die, if he loses, or if somebody loses, or if his whole home is going to get destroyed. If he gets to see a cool game, he's, he's it's all worth all it, baby. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as the duel begins, we sort of see Napoleon's whole deck theme, which is just it's like cute, like kind of wind up looking toy soldiers. Not, you got like fucking Playmobil on his side of the field. Not to make yeah. another Psychonauts reference, but his deck is literally <laughs> Napoleon level from Psychonauts. His deck oh, is yeah. literally the beginning of Minions. It is, yeah. It's literally it's Napoleon, um, like toy, like in the Psychonauts level. It's Napoleon is uh playing against his nephew. Great grandson, some some mm. distant relative of himself, and right, they're playing right. like a game on on a board that has all these like toy pieces that they're using in strategy, and that is literally Napoleon's deck here. Yeah, I mean it's 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 cute, it's silly. I like it. I like that. But don't underestimate you know, it. Yeah, Corona has this cool fucked up, you know, ancient golem deck, and Napoleon's like, haha, Stratego, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we learn the sort of we're playing core toy soldiers, the PlayStation Two game. They all uh, fall down. The, the core conceit of this duel is that whenever Kronos takes damage, yeah. that backhoe just starts going fucking ham. <laughs> yeah. This is, okay, this is the funniest punishment game we've ever seen, and it's I think we really are ever good. going to see. Because, like Luke said, you see the construction queue, and you're like, oh, they're going to destroy the dorm if, if the bully wins. But instead, they are doing damage relative to the amount of or repairs relative to yeah, the amount of that, life points that doesn't get introduced until way later but yeah the construction yeah. crew is hired by crowler to undo the damage that the backhoe yeah. does whenever he does damage apart takes damage yeah. yeah i just love these construction workers be like oh how much life you lose 200 points let's see 200 over 4,000. what's that translate to okay go do uh Go, go That's five percent. Uh, we gotta rebuild five yeah. percent. Take out of the, Bobby's room. The Listeners, listen. We are approaching hundred fifty episodes of laughs here, uh, and we've seen a lot of punishment games. This is easily the funniest thing I've ever seen. I know. It's, thought it's, of it's, up. it's 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 uh, yeah. It is basically just a shadow, like one of the shadow games where it's like when you lose life points, you lose a part of your soul. Yeah, but right. it's you, they're destroying a house with a backhoe instead. Right. <laughs> There's no magic. It's just two two epic divorce men having the worst breakup of their life. Two gay men having like an argument. You're getting messy. Just like I'm thinking back, like oh yeah, all those cool high stakes Yu-Gi-Oh duels where they're like on top of a glass roof that'll explode if they lose. Just this is just what New York Pride devolves into every year. (laughs) 
yeah, like two property owner owners arguing over uh, two white gay property owners. Out. Yeah, yeah, a, a giant ancient gear golem is also there. There's castles, cannons are fired, etc., etc. It's just like having sex. Uh, <laughs> Damn it! Speaking true. of having sex, uh, uh-huh. so <laughs> uh, as we talked about, ancient gear golem is there, and um, he gets a funny shibari put on him. It it's Gulliver's chain, which is such I, a very, such a cute name. I do hate that I have now talked about shibari on both of these podcasts. And <laughs> to, that, be fair, yeah, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. I I prompted you the first time when it happened on Gundam. I asked you well, specifically. You didn't and hear me the first time I said it because I actually oh said it about five minutes before you prompted oh, me. Oh, tremendous! Again. Good, wonderful. If you go back and listen, anyway, it's I'm the Shibari. Fault. I'm the Shibari knower, and uh, Ancient Gollum does get wrapped into Shibari. It's fine. He Pretty just, hot. He, he, he's just in defense mode, and if he gets switches out, he dies just like sex. Yeah. Okay, what the fuck happens next? Um, everyone's everyone's loves this shit. Like you know, they they keep on calling him acting headmaster, and he does the continued bit of you don't need to call, you don't need to say acting. Um, and Napoleon in, instructs Kronos on the the necessary traits for success in battle, oh, and he wait. rattles him off. Just really <laughs> quick, um, I was looking at the the chat. Uh, thank you, uh, Nero, who's listening in, uh, for pointing out that uh. In addition to being funny shibari, uh, Ancient Golem's attack is called Ultimate Pound. That's right. <laughs> Love this stupid, stupid show. Um, but yeah, as as we all know, we're, we're all professional duelists here. The the three necessary traits for success in battle: prowess, impetus, and decisiveness. Unfortunately, with Cronus's obsession over Cypheret, he lacks all of these. Very, very rude. This terrible little Goomba man is coming from my favorite character in all of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> uh, so, all of the... Yeah, so everyone... He, when he first summons Toy Soldier, Judah's like, oh, that's so cute, because it has, like, 800 attack points. Mm-hmm. And Asuka and Misawa are like, don't underestimate it. Um, that's a baby, but it wants power. And then he, like... So, <laughs> uh, Napoleon uses a magic card that... Um, advances them i guess but at the cost of like 400 attack points each so they're down to 400 attack points and Cronus is like all right cool uh like that rules actually and then he says he says they have no more esprit decor yeah and uh napoleon's like your soldiers you push them too hard yeah napoleon uh counters this by summoning nick cannon's drumline (laughs) <laughs> yeah they're fucking so, so, they're fucking swinging the bass drums around their caves are flowing in the wind it looks great when he plays that card when he plays the fife and drum core he this line i didn't understand what the fuck was going i i get it okay okay it's one of those weird translation jokes right because napoleon says you know after the the little little, little buddies can't hit chronos because they're so tired he's like ah i prepared for such an eventual lemon tea and is the joke that he says eventuality really weird? Because the students all, like, say, like, eventual lemon tea? What do you mean, dude? And I'm also asking, oh, yeah. what do you mean, dude? Is oh. there a joke of this in the dub at all for y'all? I don't remember that. What? Like, what the he, fuck was this? He, so, it's uh, it's obviously not what he actually says. I can't remember what he says yeah, in the yeah, sub. Yeah. In the actual sub. So, 
Again, listeners, I am no longer watching the official subs. I am off on fans. Yeah, you're bootlegging it. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting the raw, <laughs> the raw deals Un- right into my Yu-Gi-Oh. veins. Unfiltered, raw, uncensored. Um, I can't remember what he says, but he says like a normal sentence and they just, I mean, it's like kind of ridiculous, but it's nothing like a weird joke or whatever. They're just like, hmm, seems. I think they just can't understand Wait. his thick French accent. Yeah, Probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to run through it. He's mostly just talking about, like, how being short's more traumatic than being tall. <laughs> Napoleon does say this, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Famously. Famous so, short king Napoleon. So, Kronos is uh, struggling a bit here. Oh, he does, He uh, yeah, he gets shot in the dick by a cork gun, important to note. Yes, mm-hmm. he does. Very, he gets, very, very funny. He gets pelleted. Yeah, they they don't censor this in the dub, thankfully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong. There's, there's nothing inherently sexual about getting hit in in, in the funny balls by a cork gun from a toy soldier. Why would <laughs> right. you censor that? You'd, you'd be admitting that, that's really. the most that's the most visceral and violent thing that's happened on this show. <laughs> Listen, I think I think a four cool kids rule of thumb is like if it can be shown on America's Funniest Home Videos, <laughs> exactly. Then it's good to go. If Tom Bergeron could <laughs> yeah. play this on Yu Gi Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I love how easily you can always tell the difference between when they're playing actual cards from the card game versus just making shit up. Because when uh, Crowler plays a card, he'd be like, oh yes, I play the Trojan horse and using this I can use its effect to treat it as two sacrifices instead of one. This game mechanic. And meanwhile, Bonaparte's just like, yeah, I play a card that makes my soldiers march, but it made them weaker, but now I play a marching band smell and that makes them strong again i don't know who cares buy the product kids <laughs> this could be you buy our products yeah. so so yeah so chronos is struggling a bit at this point and at some point that like all the all the students are still having their commentary on the side and yeah. um he he like does a a combo with a trap and we saw was like ooh that was a like a bad move actually like he shouldn't have done that and Judah's like no professor chronos definitely has something planned and uh chronos just looks over at him and goes drop out boy parentheses affectionate yeah, pretty much <laughs> ooh it's, drop out boy it's i love when chronos gets to actually like not act like a complete freak for like 5 seconds cuz then he is always like has these nice genuine moments of like, ah, the nice thing about teaching is that you learn from the students too. And I, it's just, it's nice. I, I, don't like think, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love to see Kronos either physically or through dueling assault Sayo at some point oh in this God. arc to protect the students. Hell yes. Oh, Do fucking it. please. I want to see Kronos fight Dio, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're perfect. Beto Oreo, here we come. Mamma Mia. <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of shit happens in this duel, huh? Um, yeah, a lot of gear golems, a lot of toy soldiers, they're just sort of shooting back. Also, this duel lasts, like, a turn and a half. Yeah, Yeah, really. There is one part where, like, Bonaparte's, like, winning, he's doing good, and Jane's like, wow, that was a good move, hell yeah, Bonaparte, get his ass. Everybody's like, hey, dude, what the fuck? He's gonna rip down our dorm, why are you doing this? Like, for a while, they're like, oh, they're like, oh, God, Kronos, you're playing so badly. I'm like, it's the first turn. He's barely gotten to do anything <laughs> yeah, yet. he's doing literally all he can. 
And yeah, for as long as these duels are, they they typically are only like four turns. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and they need to pad the episode with a little bit of other stuff. So we do get a quick jump over to Sayo, who is again playing 78 pickup, uh, yeah, as he just, always does. Yeah, not He's, shuffling the deck in the traditional style. Shuffling the deck in that, yeah, has them spread all out on the table and is just kind of washing them around. Until until the Hierophant, I think, right? Yeah, he calls it, it the, the he calls it the prince in the dub for some I reason. I fucking hate kids. Don't know what a hierophant is. <laughs> I don't know what a hierophant is. Yeah, I still don't. It's a funny green guy who shoots yeah, emeralds. Yeah, it's a green man. Yeah, and he has well, that is flesh. true. Mm-hmm. It's it's my friend Kakuin Stand. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's hierophant. Uh, heads up, and he realizes. Wait a minute. It, it signifies like someone being useful to you and. It wasn't. It wasn't Edo Phoenix who's useful. It's Judayuki who's useful. Ah, oh, what a revelation! Kind of a weird thing to have in the middle of this episode. I know. So we cut back to the duel, and it's like hitting the like end of the turn, and Napoleon's basically like Chronos is down to two one hundred life points, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and Napoleon also has a, a card at this point that every time Crowler draws a card, he loses a hundred points, and it right. goes to Bonaparte. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Cronus is down to 100 points, and uh, Bonaparte's basically like, draw your last pathetic card, uh, and Cronus, I mean, he doesn't draw, it, it's still Bonaparte's turn, so he has 100 life points, and Bonaparte's like, alright, uh, sorry, Napoleon's like, alright, we're gonna like end this now, and we get the first great line from Cronus, which is, no, 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 no! <laughs> he says it in <laughs> such a sing-song voice, why? <laughs> I mean, I know why, because he's just a funny yeah. guy, but, like... And I can't rules. even remember, like, sequence of events here, but he counters whatever Napoleon's gonna do it, and Napoleon's like, alright, well, fuck that, like... Uh, and he, like, also, I think, gets rid of the card that, like, did the hundred points, and... Regardless, Napoleon tries something else again, and once again, he goes, no, 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 no! Yeah, he just does <laughs> bullshit and wins, it rules. I like to see, you know, ancient gear column do ultimate pound... Oh, we did forget, yep. he plays Ancient Gear Soldier, and it gets, and he plays like a tank for it to get in, and it's just like a little motorcycle tank, and it does rev it up. I always love to see cards, monsters get into vehicles, like, I miss yeah, Clay Man fucking... in the car. I miss, oh my god, Mud Max. Mud Max is so Mud fucking Max. good. God, fucking just Clay Man on the ITV, fuck yeah, dude. Um, and yeah, yeah he's but like, he's he, like... Yeah, he plays Ancient Gear a- Engineer, which... Uh, negates all like spell and trap cards, and also when it destroys one of his monsters, it can just destroy a trap card. So he plays that. He kills one of the the toy soldiers, destroys his one of his trap cards, and then also plays a card that uh swaps the position of every uh. Oh yeah, he destroys the the Gulliver's chains, which is keeping Ancient Gear Golem in defense mode, but it's still in defense mode and he can't swap it, so he plays another card that swaps it everything's uh, position and then uses Ancient Gear Golem to uh, demolish his uh, yeah. toy emperor. Does piercing yeah. damage, it rules. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, you will regret 
You will regret referring to my precious students as warped and rotten oranges, ultimate yeah, found mamma mia. I, I'm the only one that's allowed to fucking insult these slackers. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I'm, it, just, I'm still kind of not over the fact that he has a funny Italian accent in the original and four kids did not capitalize. I say this every time. I say this every Literally time. Literally every character in this scene has a doofy accent except for him. Yep. That's it's, four it's kids. Such a That's the way the cookie crumbles. Over. Yeah. Weird. It's so fucking weird. And and after Because they love to do funny accents. They love Only to do Only when they're like, racist. Okay. This isn't racist we... enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean they've done like French, they've done Italian, they've done other like non racist accents, you know. It's like, not racist if you make fun of Italians. It's not yeah, it's it's not. Uh so I don't know why they didn't do an Italian voice. Um, when, when Kronos does win the duel, though, Judai, you know, he does gotcha, and he points at Napoleon, and, like, Kronos does gotcha back at Judai, and Lirio's like, oh, shit, oh, fuck, he's like, you know, composes himself, and it's like, come on, you nice side what you did. He's my special guy. Yeah, the dub, he's like, oh, no, my, my arthritis is acting up again, oops. <laughs> did he really? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's lanky as hell, sure, why not, <laughs> I can believe it. He's all bones. We uh, forget to mention that, uh... Chaz has been chazzing it up this whole episode. Oh, as every he's been time, trying to paint, and every time the the fucking backhoe digs into the dorm, he gets a uh, more paint splattered onto him. You, which you can barely tell the difference because you know it's just white on white, but like the entire time is just his trials and tribulations. Yeah, well, he's got like I a thought, huge splotch of white in his hair. I thought the episode was going to end with like o- the only parts of the dorm that were destroyed were like the parts that Manjame like fixed up Renovated, himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it got rebuilt, so presumably it's back to how it was before. But regardless, right. um, you know, in order to kind of, like, avoid... Well, not even in order to avoid uh, talking to the kids. Like, Pharaoh runs up and starts rubbing his head uh, on Kronos' feet. And he, like, freaks the fuck out. And I'm like, is he allergic to cats? Does he just not like Pharaoh? Does he I know that... No, he doesn't really say anything in the dub. He's, he just... Yeah, he just freaks out and he's, like, yeah. runs off. I think... Oh, he, here's a fun... Uh, Luke, here's a fun important bit. Uh, one of the teachers okay. from last season died and his soul is inside that cat now. Oh! No, yeah. Very important. You might be thinking, oh, he's possessing the cat. No, Which is what wrong. I thought was gonna happen. You're wrong. It's more of a... Going back to the Kingdom Hearts analogies, it's more of a Ventisora situation. No. No. Not even that. No, the cat no. just ate him. The soul oh. is a physical object, and the cat ate it. Oh, okay. And sometimes he burps but- it up. Sometimes he burps okay. it up, and okay. then eats it again. And he's like a little, like, Navi fairy from Zelda. And I think, I think my interpretation of this was that Kronos didn't want to be associated with anything that Daitokuji was associated with. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck that guy. Gotta get out of here. Yeah. Bye, kids. Mamma mia. And he runs away. And he runs away. That's, that's the episode. episode. Yeah, you know what? Like, upon reflection, this was an exceedingly normal episode. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. was, like, the most tame shit we've had in at least a month or two. Are you kidding me? No, like, nothing happened in this episode that was even yeah, no, outside, of, vaguely just... outside the realm of reality. Yeah, no, this is just right. more of the, like, D-plot of Bonaparte being like, I want to destroy the life of Red Dorm, and Crowler being like, no, you're not going to, and I, that's it. I can't wait for Napoleon to be revealed as the secret mastermind behind a society of light oh my god <laughs> he i mean he does know Sar- well he does have a very uh complicated relationship with sartorius by which i mean he knows him through about like 20 different people yeah, yeah his ryu number is too high yeah. he doesn't really chart 
Um, but now that of, uh, game, yeah, game let's get our game on. It's halfway through the episode. Time to talk about videos game. Luke, your guest, you get to go first. Oh, okay, yeah. What, just what you got for us? Just, just talking games? What, yeah, just, what you, you been playing? Talking game, what you been playing? Any old fucking video game you want, or if you haven't been playing any video games, you can just talk about whatever. Yeah, uh, I have been playing a lot of Guilty Gear Strive recently. <laughs> Ooh, fighting um, games, huh? Who you main? Uh, I am maining Nagori Yuki right now, uh, the, the vampire samurai guy. That sounds cool. Um, I have not been a fighting game person, like, traditionally, but I got really into the, the Dragon Ball one they did a couple years ago. Yeah, fighters rules. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And, uh, so then, when this one was coming out, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give Guilty Gear a try. Let's, let's see how it goes. And, uh, it's very hard, but I'm having a good time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about Guilty Gear, but my friend runs a weekly bracket called Dust uh. Bowl. Um, oh, nice. Ooh, this guy is cool. I was kin assigned the bitch in white by. Trying to. She has like girl? white bell bottoms and like mm. she's in like a onesie. This is the character, Audrey. Are we all seeing the, the picture that Nero. No, that's not the person there. I'm thinking of. This is. This, that that's is the it. That's it. That's it. Yes. There we go. Who's that? Who's that Guilty Gear? Name that Guilty Gear. Jacko. Uh, Thank you. Jacko. Oh, okay, okay. This is Michael Jackson. Hey, Jacko. Jacko Valentine. Okay. Jacko Valentine? Any relation to my? No, but I am assuming relation to Elfelt. Anyway. Anyway. Fighting games. Fighting James. Argyle, I think you've been playing something that we, we were all forced to listen to. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been playing a game called Everhood. On Steam. Uh, Everhood is a fun little sort of rhythm game where the the combat is it's like Guitar Hero, but the notes are being fired at you and you need to dodge them instead of playing them. Uh, it, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, it's got a fun cast of characters. I. I don't like to say Undertale-ish, but it is Undertale-ish in a way. Um, very good. Short game. So like you, you can beat it in like probably about like five, six hours um, if you're good at it. Uh, pretty good. Uh, and I will say, though, about halfway in, there's a, there's a pretty major gameplay change. I don't like it as much after that. But mm. it's still a good game with a lot of character. Mm. Uh, and I, I would I would recommend it. It's like like 15 bucks on steam worth cool. your time is it like how in the I messenger people complained is, is it like how people complained in the messenger when it went from a ninja gaiden game to a metroidvania game not really not it's like okay so it, it adds one verb to your move set in the guitar hero portions and i just don't really like how that plays out mm. like that kind of pans out like how that changes the the goal of the like the sort of combat sections i gotcha okay okay i don't want to get too into it because it's kind of spoilery but okay All right. it's a keep good it, game keep it safe yeah. and i would recommend it despite right. my complaints <laughs> <Anyways>. <laughs> audrey 
Uh, yeah, so uh, you may remember from the last time I was on two weeks ago that uh, I was playing Final Fantasy Thirteen again, and then I lost several hours of Final Fantasy Thirteen again, and I rage quit. Um, <laughs> Lightning and... will never return. <laughs> Lightning will never return. Uh, and then I started playing Cuphead, and I couldn't be anything in Cuphead, so I started watching a Let's Play of Cuphead. And now that I finally have completed the Let's Play of Cuphead, I'm like, I need something that I know I can beat. It won't take too long. So I'm now replaying very quickly Mirror's Edge before I go Ooh. back into anything else again. Because I'm yeah. comfortable with Mirror's Edge. It's been more than a year since I've played it. And it'll go quickly. And I can, like, palate cleanse myself before jumping into something new. I've never actually played Mirror's what Edge. What a fun game that is. It is. It rules. It's a fun game. It's, like, a difficult concept. There are definitely points where, like... The poorly thought out way that combat works. Yeah, yeah, I, I do uh, remember the biggest complaint being the combat in that game. Yeah, Which I played it when it was new, and I liked it until they started having way too many guns in those levels. Yeah. Mm. So here's the thing: like, I wouldn't mind it if there were like points, if there was always a way that you could just sort of like run through it, no matter how difficult that way was. Yeah. But there are straight up points where it's like. You're getting you sniped, and you cannot move forward. Like, you will not be allowed to move forward until you take out everyone who's there. Yeah. And the final boss battle is terrible. It's a terrible Ooh. final boss battle. You uh, shouldn't have a final boss battle in a parkour game. It, you, sh- you really shouldn't, but you do, unfortunately. Um, that's not true. I mean, Shadow of the Colossus has a final boss battle. That's a parkour game, and the final boss there rules. Um, is that a parkour game? I feel like that guy is so, like, clumsy. I don't know if he rates a parkour guy. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, like a, it's, it's less parkour, more of just like a jungle gym final boss. <laughs> yeah, you're like stumbling and stammering around in Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, yeah, a you're you're a little noodle boy. You have little you're noodles. trying to fall upwards in Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, uh, all all that being said, it is a a, a pretty. Um, it is a pretty fun game, and it's it's one that I am pretty familiar with. Um, and its storyline says fuck cops, so always a good time. Yeah. yeah. No, what's fucked up is that I haven't played the original Mirror's Edge, but I have played Catalyst. Really? Yes. Mm, going for that, that reverse story. It wasn't bad, actually. Like, I did enjoy my time with it, but, uh, I, I, I if general consensus seems to be that the first one is better. Yeah, that, that's what I've heard. Gold Lewis Dickinson. Gold Dickens. Guilty Gear. Very nice. Guilty um, Gear. Max! <sighs> hey, it's me. I have been partaking in my favorite uh, franchise of videos game, Monster Honster. Uh, last week, a video game came out called Monster Hunter Stories Two Wings of Ruin. It is, what if we took Monster Hunter and we made it turn-based combat? People will say Pokemon. It's not Pokemon. It's, like, a lot simpler than Pokemon. But it has this decently in-depth sort of, not breeding, but like, essentially it is Pokemon if you could transfer like moves and abilities from other Pokemon to your other Pokemon. So like, it's like, I have a Charizard, if I get a bunch of Blastoises and I like take a water gene from each of those Blastoises and put enough water gene to my Charizard, my Charizard can spit water instead of fire now. Um. Why would you ever and, and, want to do that? Just use the Blastoise. Well, yeah, and, and this game surprisingly made it a lot harder to do that than the first Monster Hunter Stories did. 
uh, where like people think it's like glitched and like not fully implemented. And I think they just kind of like let it fall to the wayside, which is a bit of a bummer because that was one of the coolest things about the first game of like just making any monster. Like you could take a Rathalos and make it thunder element. You can take a Zenogre, make it water element. That sounds fucking terrifying. Yeah. And it, it would like change their color a little bit. They'd get like different like color highlights and accents and stuff. Um, and it's in this game, but like it doesn't show up on their models in the overworld or in battle for some reason. It's it's it's, it's weird and half baked, and I hope they update it later on to make it more of a thing. But the like, next fucking Monster Hunter game, the villain is going to be a person who is breeding these monstrosities, making the thunder rathalos. That the, was the literally the villain of the first game. Oh, great! Kind of. I mean, he was controlling them, but more or less. Well, I mean, that. like an um, actual Monster Hunter game where you're killing them. <laughs> you just kill a guy. <laughs> Make up a guy up. and then kill him. Instead of like exactly. some some big fucking ecological, like a big dragon that's gonna fuck up the ecology of this thing. It's just a guy who's making Frankenstein monsters. Would you say that humanity is the real monster? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, game's fun though. I I really like it. Music's fun. Uh, it, it doesn't run that well on Switch, but it's you know it still looks pretty. It's like nice, cel shaded, very colorful. It's nice doing the fun. Every monster has its own, like, unique super attack. Like, when you have a Brachidios and you do the super, it does, like, a literal, like, training montage and does, like, atomic uppercut. It's just, like, it's very punch out. It's very silly. It's very cute. It's, like, a sort of different vibe than the main series Monster Hunter. It leans a lot more into the goofiness of it. But I'm having a wonderful time. And it's a JRPG. So, of course, I'm going to give it two thumbs up. Is Tetranodon in it? No. Uh, Nothing from Rise is in it. Except for the Palak Mute. The Palak Mutes are in. (laughs) <laughs> no, you, you, you got it. You got a cat companion. You have a pussy hanging out with you the whole time. Don't worry about it. Um, Ooh. God, I almost said. Speaking of pussy, Ooh, that was not. A, that's not a good. <laughs> not a good segue. Um, <laughs> Woo! Speaking oh, of- I got logged out of Patreon. Maybe I can do it from memory. Um, if you go to Patreon.com/slash Pot of Greed, you can. Um, oh, look, I I did. I'm a login. We're good, folks. Um, if you give us money at the $10 level a month, you can, uh, first of all, you can listen in at the 5 and $10 level. We have someone right in here now. Uh, at yeah, $10, though, in the middle of the episode, we will shout you out and say hi and thank you. So thank you to Boo Boo Hakusho, Ereviru, Jazz Dumpster, Sarfis, and Nero Wyvern, who's currently in the call listening to us right now. Hello, Nero, and thank you all Hello, thank for you. supporting this, whatever, <laughs> I hesitate to call it, uh, art. <laughs> but it's something <laughs> we do it every week Thank for, for supporting for powerful powerful segues like speaking of pussy yeah if you give us ten dollars a month you will can get make art s- the podcast might not be the art you'll get art for the ten dollars something that, that is true we do we do actually make some pretty high quality uh shit here folks Still got to record that last Grugio, and then we'll pick another terrible media franchise. Maybe we'll do Fast and Furious. That's what I want to do. Anyway. I'm going to make I everyone need, watch yeah, the Transformers to... movies. Uh, oh, God. Michael I've already Bay seen ones? those. They're not good, Audrey. No, they're not. Like those. <laughs> Except for Bumblebee. <laughs> Bumblebee, fuck it. Okay, Bumblebee. Okay, we we keep talking about that. Hold on the podcast. Let's get our game off, and let's get back to the episode, because we have... I fucking hate uh, video some... games, dude. Yeah, fuck those things. <laughs> um fuck I'm going to talk, let me hit y'all with episode 70. Uh, not so nice. We're back at the boring numbers. Asuka versus Manjome White Thunder. Season 2, episode 18, Obelisk White? Question mark? Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, you really can't get around the fucking Ward Farquaad White voice jokes. <laughs> it's like White. half my notes. Hi. I mean, yeah. 
it's 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 this is some like yakuza shit this episode starts out june manjame bursts yeah, into the, ob- the obelisk blue door moon on show on uh hey hey fucking... <laughs> hey yeah show to pipi have you heard the good news <laughs> he just kicks the door and guess what guys i joined a cult i've become catholic you can too and you will just smith type beat <laughs> guys i found Each- some fucking plates underground underneath this life of red door when they were tearing it down <laughs> you'll never believe what's on them i'd love I- to show them to you but unfortunately they're lost but i wrote it down <laughs> I- you-, you can only learn about them if you duel me and lose haha and like as he challenges literally the entirety of the Osiris Blue Dorm uh, to a duel. We see the wheel, like the literal wheel of fortune behind him, and we see Dio, who's laughing maniacally. Um, and 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 I- I'm sure you've been wondering, Luke, why I'm calling this fool Dio the crazy. I mean, I can make some guesses, but sure, if you want to elaborate. I mean, he's voiced by Takahito Koyasu. He's literally the oh, voice really? of Dio. And the fact that he says all the tarot card shit, this is, what, 10 years before JoJo started? Really yeah. genuinely makes me think that a talent scout heard him talk about all the tarot cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! And thinks, hmm, he should be Dio in JoJo's anime in 10 years' time. And then I mean, it happened. It. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's literally, I don't, his name is Sayo, but he's Dio in my heart. I just, I you know, you can't. I know I'm going to hear this fool say Zawarado at some point, and I'm going to fucking scream. Right. I know, uh, just real quick touching on Guilty Gear, I know we gamed off, but uh-huh. uh, Zato, the guy who just has a little shadow guy that's basically a stand in that game, I is like also that voiced by Dio as voice actor. And oh, it's good. What a good, like, I, it, it's that guy and it's Kaiba's voice actor. I can clock, like, yeah. so easily. Just, like, yeah. two of the most recognizable voices. So when you say Kaiba's voice actor, do you mean Eric Stewart? No, I mean, I mean, um... Because I do Kenshiro have that Suda. effect with Eric Stewart. No, I I have I mean Kenjiro Suda, but also Eric Stewart is also recognizable. Um, oh, he's actually been voicing that guy since two thousand two, so maybe that's why he's Dio. Damn, <laughs> damn, makes sense. Fucked yeah. up. Um. Anyway, so, uh, what happens Majime, after Majime commits genocide? Yeah, he blows up the dorm in like a in a dazzling burst of light. Doesn't blow up, but you know it's, it's uh, something it, it, has gone wrong here. Oh, uh, it does look like it blows up. My only go is go in life is to blow the fuck up and then act like I don't know nobody. <laughs> Riffraff <laughs> has become white. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. they were just working so hard to paint the dorm that it shone. You know, yeah. Oh, it's so shimmery and shiny. So he challenges them all. He blows up the dorm. We cut over to school the next day. Kronos is very excited to go to class. He's singing to himself about how good his class is going to be. He's so happy. He says, in English, the third best line of this, <laughs> of this, mm-hmm. uh, of these episodes, open the door, as he opens the door, and then looks a lot around at the class, which is completely devoid of opalus blue, and immediately says, fresh cream! <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> He, he sees this sea of just red and yellow, and he says, It is a lovely garden of red and yellow tulips. And he imagines himself as like a little bee bumbling around. I... How I don't can you not this love part. him? I don't remember He's... this part. Oh, four kids censored it, huh? They might have That's cut so this sad. out. That might have been... Yeah. so sad. Yeah, none of this is in the dub. <laughs> oh. Uh, once again, sub-reigning superior. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, it basically only... just cuts straight to, like, Alexis's friends running yeah. the tour. The, the only three remaining obelisk blues, because they're not they're never in the dorm i mean her friends first of all her friends don't exist if they're not on the camera but also Asuka's literally <laughs> always at slifer red schrodinger's companions yeah exactly um so you know they're, they're talking about all the other blues going missing um and when they walk over to the obelisk blue dorm it ain't blue it's yeah. white and fabuki's lying down on the pavement. A joke here when her friends run up and say Hey, oh, Alexis, something horrible's happened. She goes, let me guess, you lost your hairbrush? Well, yeah, but she something else. hates these girls. <laughs> Tremendous. She's just like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't even remember these characters' names. Uh, Fubuki is lying down. One the of them I think though. is, Ju- I'm pretty sure, is Junko. It is sure. Junko. I, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Um, uh, in, he, he mentions, you know, he, he's in a daze. He's tried to stop them, but we couldn't stop Manjume. And they look up and they see the entirety of the obelisk blue guys carrying Manjume on a palantine. He is, he has become evil now, I think. Yeah. He, so I will say we've made a lot of Lord Farquaad white jokes here. Mm-hmm. The dialogue that comes out of Manjume is genuinely like not great here and like pretty uncomfortable. It's kind of uh, crazy. In, in terms of talking about, like, the purity of whiteness and that. <laughs> it's like, bad. Like, obviously, it's, I know it's this It's at was least created. a little obfuscated in the dub because yeah. he, he mostly just says light. He doesn't really mention white, the color, specifically. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah. I mean, still, and I will It's still I will a say, little, like, ooh. I will say that this was obviously written, removed from the white supremacist history of the united states specifically sure so obviously i'm approaching it as someone who lives in the united states and has that Mm -hmm. that background but it's still like extremely like pure whiteness like like we will not um taint the purity of the like society of white and it's like genuinely incredibly uncomfortable (laughs) It's really, yeah, it's not good. Like, all, I, I like, glossed over all this shit basically on my notes. I'm just like, yeah, he's talking about how he's Sayo's servant now. Can we please move on? <laughs> Manjame, stop talking. I like you. Don't say this shit. No, actually, In that the is... dub, he just over and over keeps saying, I'm gonna make you see the light. Have, Have you seen the light yet? <laughs> Have you heard the good news? Have you heard the good news? Actually, though, Max brings up a very Dude funny point. make some which, pamphlets, honestly. Which is that he just reveals Sayo's, like, entire plan. Immediately, yeah. which is like incredibly funny. So, uh, uh, yeah, he. Ha- I mean, he hasn't been subtle about it this whole time. Like, he's been screaming this in the background of the past like ten episodes. Like, <laughs> Sartorius like, wants he hasn't, to. Like, I don't think I d- rule the world. I guess has he like Sio specific? I uh, I don't know. Like, just the idea because like specifically Oscar's like. He, yeah, so Montemay's like, yeah, I'm gonna get uh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, get you, you know, like, baptized into the Society of Light. It's gonna be great. And, you know, you're really gonna see, like, Sayo's brilliance. And Asuka's like, what, because he's your manager now or whatever? And, uh, Manjame's like, no, it goes beyond being the manager. He should be the one to rule the world. It's like, bro, you're just out here yeah. being, like, fully mask off about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he just at one point he just says like, "Hey, I'm part of the most powerful organization in the world, the Society of Light. Have you heard of it?" I'm in, and it I'm is in kind I of too. played as a joke, but also kind of not at this point. 
uh, where he's just walking around like, I'm in the Illuminati. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pe- people are lunatics when they're in high school. Uh, Judai calls him out and he wants to stop him, but Asuka's like, no, this is an Os- uh, Osiris. This is an obelisk blue problem. I'm going to be the one to deal with this because I've been fucking off just dealing, hanging out and Slifer read this entire, like, semester by now, I think. So I might as well do something for my own uh, class. Um, and this is when th- this is when we actually get that scene of Sayo, who is just completely unable to shuffle cards, just right, like yeah, sorry, m- manhandling, yeah. smushing them around his table. Um, we what? see the upright hierophant fall out. Audrey, oh, I-, I accidentally misread one of my earlier notes, and the earlier note I had was "fuck, uh, fuck." Uh, Sayo and his uh, tarot deck we saw was the only psychic we need because there's a part in the first episode in a duel where uh, Napoleon oh, exactly what yeah, card. Yeah. Napoleon plays uh, puts trap hole face down and it goes over to the commentators and we saw was like it's probably trap hole yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah this is when you know Sayo doesn't know how to shuffle cards upright higher fence someone useful it's not Edo it's Judai ha back to the duel uh, this is some like JRPG final boss shit well, does Manjume? Yeah, <laughs> I mean it is, but they're Oscar, Oscar, and Manjume. Manjume poses um, a question to Oscar, which is it's determinism. Yeah, like we're talking about determinism now, which is way too heavy a philosophical topic to actually discuss, uh, uh, go over in any uh, sensible way in Yu-Gi-Oh. But here we are in Yu-Gi-Oh. Here we are. Like, Manjame's entire... This is not an appropriate discussion for this Manjame's show. Manjame's entire thing throughout this entire duel is like, you're fated to lose already, and, like, you cannot fight destiny. And Asuka's like, nope, I have free will. Literally, she uses the words free will, and it's like, okay. It's wild. It is. <laughs> like, I, like, yeah, I think when I first started watching this show, if you told me that eventually they're going to start talking about determinism, I would say, yeah, I'm sure. But not... In the high school series, not in the one where they're right. just kids at like dual Fortnite Island studying for class. Yeah, like, five D's. I, mean, the I very can first see this episode shit. of the show is Yugi being like, "Because I believe in my friends, I'm gonna draw the random card that I need right yeah. now." But no, it's it, it's because Dio brainwashed me and and, and turned me Catholic. Is the what oh, we're talking about? Well, Calvinist. Yeah, Luke. <laughs> Luke, I should say, I should say though, since this is the first episodes of GX you watch, that uh, GX does make it canon that drawing cards is a skill that you can be good at and improve. Yes, that okay. Yep. Just as a as an FYI for you, I think they call it a destiny draw. Okay, it it is it is a thing you can practice and get good at, and it, it is, is one of my favorite bits of the lore of the show. And it is specifically something that Judai is particularly well known for. Yeah, yeah, main character's okay. got to have a skill. Right. Anyway. Anyway, back to the duel. Um, Manjame, the main card for this entire duel is this card called Infernal Light, which makes him play with his entire hand revealed, so Asuka can just see yeah, all the cards I, floating on his I, head. I really love this move. Like that, that, That's a really fun gimmick for this duel, that all of yeah. his cards are just on display all the time. I know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can always see my cards, but you take 600 every time you have a standby phase. So it's like, a you know, pretty decent trade-off. It's like, no surprises, but it doesn't matter because he's still like, you know. Right. He's good. He's a good duelist. He's like one of the only good duelists in the entire series. And this and also has the effect of like making her overthink every one of her. Yeah, exactly. It makes her overthink all of her moves. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, like that, if, if I'm like playing Pokemon and I know all the moves my opponent can do, I'm going to be like, you know, calculating four yeah, different yeah. possibilities every single time. Yeah, you've got the, you've got the fucking like damage calculator up in the other window and you're like, whoa, what are they going to do next to, to, to kill me? I mean, I feel like pop? if I'm bringing like card game brain into it, though, like if she's seen him play with this deck before, then she already like basically knows okay he played that card that means he's probably got this this and this in his hand Mm -hmm. he's probably gonna do this and then that like she already knows what he's gonna do and and she's already dueled him before yeah and one yeah i mean and she does kind of right like she predicts like yeah of course he's gonna like level up his dragon he's gonna you know do this that and the other but he has like other cards thrown into the mix at this point to go along with his uh white theme yeah uh, to to kind of screw her up Manjame, Manjame, um definitively puts an end to the determinism debate in this uh, <laughs> yeah. in these episodes. Um, in a scary way. Yeah. So one of my favorite things here is one of the first cards that uh, Oscar draws is uh, Cyber Tutu, mm-hmm. and she plays Cyber Tutu, and then she equips it with Angel Wings, and Cyber Tutu has this like adorable giggle that's like really heartwarming. I love this little moment where she's like. <laughs> As like this, as the uh, angel wings um, equipped to her, but it's uh, nice. And then she gets to kick Manjame in the head. And then she gets to kick Manjame in the head, which ooh, I can't imagine how damage. good that feels. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'd be giggling. Um, and 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 after uh, fucking after Manjame does play the infernal white card, Fubuki says to play with all your cards on the table is an advanced romantic technique. And the two girls in the audience are like, wow, he really knows so much about romance. Well, one, oh, of, them is like, one of them is like, <laughs> is that true? Fubuki's on? <laughs> like, is that true? He's like, yep, all is fair in love and dueling. It's like, okay. Whatever right. you say, homie. God. He's, he's on one this He's the episode. only character. <laughs> he's the only character. Um, As- yeah, we, we do... We do get another shot of like, yeah, that Wheel of Fortune shows up again. Sayo's there, right. and he looks like even more evil than he did at the beginning of this episode. So I have a real issue with this. So like, as he Oscar notices this, she like sees Sayo, yeah, there, right. and no one else can see him. But like, this is clearly now a shadow game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if it yeah. wasn't before, it is clearly now a shadow game. And homie, you cannot just start a shadow game without telling people. Without telling the person you're going against that it's a shadow game. That's against it's the like, rules. Yeah, That's it's a like crime. letting a vampire into your house. You have to you have to let them be aware of it before it can I go guess through. maybe in his logic he did let her know because he's very clear, like, oh, once I beat you, you'll be at my side and you'll be a member of the Society mm. of Light. Like he does lay the stakes out. She just doesn't right. take it seriously. Okay, alright, alright. I mean, he lays it out, but like in a way, so the other thing that you <laughs> you you don't know, Luke, is that the uh-huh. other time that Asuka dueled Manjame, it was for, like, the same shit, where he was like, I'm gonna duel her to win her love, and if I right. win, she will be my girlfriend, because she will be so impressed with me. So there's no uh-huh. reason for Asuka to be here, like, this is anything other than Manjame being a clown. Right. Mm-hmm. Again. Um, but, but now he's a clown with power. Until I guess I'm just thinking in terms of like the at the beginning of the manga when like Dark Yugi is talking to the bully, he sets out the stakes of the dumb game with like the money and the knife, and the bully's like, "Oh yeah, whatever, shadow game, okay, yeah, okay, buddy," (laughs) and and, like he accepts it even though he doesn't believe it, you know? Mm Hmm. 
Well, yeah, also, okay, think, yeah, that that tracks. But here's the thing: I feel like I feel like if Manjame doesn't say it though. He doesn't say it, and by the time Oscar realizes it, it's too late. And I like sure. Oscar. Oscar's been in like a space bubble. Like, well, Oscar's- no, th- there's not really any clearly supernatural shit going on until the very end. Right, uh, exactly. By that point, it's too late. But like, Oscar, Oscar knows what a shadow game looks like. This isn't her first runaround. And if someone oh, said, okay. like, if someone said to her, like, this is a shadow game, she'd be like, oh shit. But there's no reason for her, and she gets like conned into it. Um, yeah. Which yeah. like, all right, I'm with you now. That's against the rules. It's against the rules. That's a crime. That's a this will this will see you in duelist court. Yeah, I the, think also oh, using these, these premonition are... to like predict all your opponent's moves is also against the rules. They don't seem to mind that. Well, I mean, who who the fuck knows if that's real? Uh, yeah, this is the new generation of shadow duels. They're light duels. You don't have to tell anybody that they're involved Whoa. in them and, before they happen, and you just take their soul at the end of it. It's fine. Rules just light. They're ibo duels. Kingdom Hearts is light. It's Ivo duels. Ivo no yeah. games. Sometimes, sometimes light bad. Sometimes it's bad. It's very Possible bright and it gets in your eyes. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff happens in this duel, though. Like, you know, Manjami's whole thing is getting Arm Dragon up. And Asuka, like, always has, you know, cards ready to sort of cancel out uh, what Manjami can do. But he reveals, he's like, oh, I know exactly what, you know, you have whatever the hell card name it is and he gets yeah, it well, right uh, alexis is trying to predict what he's doing and she has she's able to see all of his cards and is trying to do this Chaz just does it he just predicts yeah. like outright by name what card she's gonna play yes it's amazing yeah what a talent i mean and he says it like he's like ah oh, i i understand exactly what you're gonna play because you're so preoccupied you know trying to figure out what i'm gonna do because you can see my cards which is like that's yeah, I mean, pretty valid, I guess. Like, I don't know. Was... Again, Mai did this in Duelist Kingdom. Manjame's not special. Sayo's not special. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, neither of them are girl bosses like Mai was. You hate to see it. And this is when, uh, at, at, at this point, things are seeming really, really bad for Asuka. And Fubuki, like, stands up and, like, yells her name. And in the sub, at least, he gives this very nice, heartfelt speech. You know, he tells her that oh. she can, she can forge any destiny she wants, and he tells her that she's his pride as a, as a, as a, you know, as a brother. And like, it's just this very nice moment. Yeah, you guys are like, wow, Fubuki, you're so cool, and the girls are blushing. Uh huh. And they ruined it in the dub. Yeah. So well, he, he said all that same shit. Song. He said all that <laughs> same shit in the dub. That's yeah. Rewatch I mean, that clip and tell me he doesn't say all the same shit. No, he doesn't. He sings it. Badly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't say it. He sings it. But he does he sing all the things. Expresses the same sentiment. Uh, it, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna repost this so that uh, fucking. No. T- please don't. <laughs> so I can't. I can't. Nero bear can to see, see this. Yeah. Here. <laughs> here. Here you go, Nero. You can watch that. <sighs> That's what happened in this. Yeah. Episode. He says in in okay, the fans of. In the fan sub, he he literally he says like, "You are my pride and joy, you are my little it's little so sister, nice. and you are my pride and joy." And it's such a genuinely sweet moment, and it's just like this absolute buffoonery in the dub. It mm, yeah, makes yeah, in me the dub, he, 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 it makes me glad. I love it. He stands up. He <laughs> says, "Hey, Alexis, you know that new song I've been working on? Well, here it is." And then yeah, no, he he belts no. out he belts out the song. Uh, 
You, you really need to see it to, well, to believe it. Fuck it. We get a shot of greed. It's time to Oscar flip pot of greed. Uh, Luke, at this point in the podcast, whenever a shot of a pot of greed is played, we take a shot of greed. If you want to take a drink or take a drink of water or anything, yeah. really. This is this is just a, a, a time to partake. If you take so a hit, desire. if you got a sweet bong. I will say, I do feel truly blessed that I got a set of episodes with both a graceful charity and a pot of greed. Yeah, we don't do anything for graceful charity, but we do like to see it. Yeah. Um, if graceful charity becomes like absurdly important later on we'll have to think of another like funny name for I it i mean it but... is just a, like another common like draw card that they play mm-hmm. in like every duel tasteful rarity guy got nothing i'm drinking water i'm also I'm a drinking healthy water yeah i've been very congested lately i can't be drinking other things it's bad for me i'm drinking water well Audrey? I'm drinking a West Hampton Beach Hurricane IPA. <laughs> oh. You always got something fun. Edgebreaker over here. <laughs> Listen, I, just, I, I, gotta, I gotta keep the pipes hydrated. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't, you can't be, you can't be, the, the instrument. It's the instrument. My body is. You gotta a, keep these cords the most, nice impor- and wet. the most important instrument is the mouth. My, my body the brain is a temple connected to the mouth. decaying and falling apart at the seams. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, by using uh, Pot of Greed, Asuka is able to tribute some monsters and summons Cyber Angel Dakini, uh, which it, its effect lets Manjume pick one of his cards to be destroyed by it. It's cool. Um, Dakini. This thing, I like her. She has four arms, right? Yeah. She's, yeah. she's um, fuck, not Renamon. What Renamon evolves into? Sakuyamon. Sakuyamon, yeah. She's Sakuyamon. Yeah. She she rules. Um, and Oscar, we get this really cool moment, and this spoke to me as like someone who's been getting really really into competitive Pokemon, like planning for every single eventuality. Where Oscar's like, I know exactly what I must do to end the duel in a draw. I know exactly what I must do to end the duel in a win. There is no way I can lose this. Like, right? She has. She it, the, the the show takes like three minutes to like have her detail her strategy yeah. and exactly how she yeah. knows what's going to happen. You know, some real brain genius type shit. This was around the point where I thought about what it would be like to just show this to my parents with no explanation. Just this <laughs> duel and just watch them try to make sense of it. <laughs> yeah, right? What could what? it mean? People who don't watch what Yu-Gi-Oh! The fuck is explain this. this. Yeah. yeah. Pro tip, you can't. No. <laughs> um, But Manjume laughs and, you know, he's like, ah... The Wheel of Fortune is able to transcend a person's will. And everyone in the audience starts chanting light. And this, like, huge beam of light shines down. It's fucking weird. It's really it's it's really genuinely frightening. Like, I think this is one of the best jobs they actually have done so far in sort of showing the threat of a cult. Yeah, of, it, is like, kind of, it is kind of freaky. Of, like, what being inducted into a cult actually means and actually looks like. I, I don't expect them to do a very reliable or realistic job portraying oh, cults yeah. in this series. But, like, this right. is genuinely, it's like, yeah, like, this is really frightening. 
when people get <laughs> inducted into like these these kind of organizations. It's really freaky, yeah. Like, cause you know, a third of the school is into this now, right? Some some Jared Leto shit. Um, but you know, after they all chant light, he's able to use the wheel of fortune to transcend uh destiny or whatever the hell. I mean, uh, his, he his fucking up... dragon can just uh, it negate the trap card that she's gonna use and just kills her. So yeah, he 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 plays uh, arm dragon level ten. Which is the highest level, and then he plays a card called um, White Veil, which bathes it in light, which turns it into Armed Dragon puts, level uh, puts ten. Puts in a nice wedding white. dress. It's getting married. Yeah, Aww. it makes nice it so that when it attacks, white wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice it makes day it so that when it attacks, all of its uh, little sister. It's it's it, it's cool. I yeah, it looks cool in white. I like yeah. it. I think it's fun. I like the color scheme. It's like a it's like a shiny Pokemon, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Oscar Oscar dies and is replaced with a pod person. So fucking yeah. Oscar yeah. loses, of course. It, it attacks uh Cyber Angel Takini. Uh armed big white banisher is the attack. Uh and like the me. gang run on the gang run on stage uh, as Oscar's like lying down on the pavement. Um, They're like, hey, it's you- gonna it's gonna be okay, Alexis. It's just a duel, don't worry, it's just a game. Uh, and then she gets up and she's like, what are you talking about? I'm an, I'm a Scientologist now. <sighs> I'm, a, I'm a Scientologist. Yay! <laughs> it's bad. It's scary. It, no, it's yeah. bad, actually. Specifically, yeah. specifically, Manjame congratulates her on her baptism into the Society of yes, Light. And yes, it's like, yes, oh, what the fuck? Good. The fuck? Like, thank God now Asuka won't go to hell when she dies. No, I was always worried about that. Oh, yeah. well, she still she still will because I mean, if she's going to go before, she, they're Calvinists, you see. Uh, she, she, it's predestination. She's still going to hell. Well, but she but... was predestined to convert. Oh, okay, all right. This is the kind of this is this is the kind of shit we got to explore. Way this over my Jewish head. <laughs> I mean, as what? a Catholic, I've always known I'm going. So, to like, hell, what so. species of Christian are y'all? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what species? What varietal? Um, I'm lapsed Catholic. What breed? What breed of Christian are y'all? <laughs> I got raised like Southern Baptist. I I still think of myself as a Christian, but not like denominational at this point because mm-hmm. yeah. they all kind of suck in their own ways. It, it it never truly leaves you, is what I've kind of what, yeah. what I've learned over the over the years. Thankfully, but, uh, I was it, not raised that Catholic. I didn't. I never went to church. And, oh, CCD, and that was it. And it's apparently not leaving dual academia because this is where the episode no. ends. It, yeah, Asuka has become white. Asuka has become Catholic. Ah, scary. This fucking show. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts is light. Kingdom Hearts is light. It's it's Asuka. They put bugs in her. Chronos <laughs> <laughs> ah! voice. It's Asuka. <laughs> Ah, uh, what a wild ass time! Good lord. It seems yeah, it seems like the plot's kind of picking up, huh? Yeah, real yeah, one eighty from is... the previous episode. <laughs> hmm. This is like the first. I mean, like stuff's happened, but this is, I think, like this really feels like what has set things in motion. No, yeah, I mean, this yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I said it multiple times in this episode. Chaz has been in the Society of Light for a while now, mm-hmm. but it has been a joke. And now it's yeah. not a joke. It's not funny anymore. 
I'm not laughing. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, not 20 funny. 20 minutes ago, That's he not... was just having a funny paint adventure. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 really funny laughing at Scientologists until your friend becomes one, and then it's like, wait, this is fucked up. Maybe 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 you shouldn't do this. Hold up, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> I have choice words about this. Uh, I do yeah. like how the episode ends with uh, uh, Judai just being like, "Uh oh, <laughs> yeah, right." It's like y- yoinks. <laughs> like the literal line of the dummy goes, "Well, this is worse than I thought." <laughs> Tune in next time, listeners. <laughs> Yeah, it's I got a bad feeling about this! <laughs> Jinkies! Uh-oh, sisters. Uh-oh, sisters, indeed. And that's the episode. Uh-oh, sister, singular. Uh-oh, sister. That's what, that's what yeah, yeah, that, that's what Fubuki said. <sighs> Good episode, though. I, I mean, this is like... I forgot what it was like having this show having a big main plot. <laughs> Damn. What a concept. What a concept. Um, yeah, so uh, at this point, I don't, I, uh, Dan has a segment, but we can we can hop that on next week. Uh, Where's Dan? I'm sure. Who's Dan? Dan's not here. Dan's not here. Dan's not here. Uh, some, if, if I listen hard enough, I can still hear his voice. Uh, but instead, we have questions. We do. We have, if, if you want to send us a question, we make a question post uh, every week. On Twitter. On Twitter uh, and on Discord. As in, I just will copy the Twitter link to the questions and paste it in Discord. And we have a channel. If you've joined our Discord, uh, Kyber.online, you can see the question. Uh, I don't believe we have any uh, responses to the question on Twitter, if I can load uh, and see that. Nope. We just have responses of okay. me and Audrey telling, I, I Dan, read. <laughs> telling Dan to not post that fucking video onto the official Pot of Greed account. Dan Alas. posts the video onto the official Pot of Greed account. Uh, so we our first question on the Discord is from Kirby the Cleric. Uh, how soon is too soon to forgive your romantic partner for eating the food you had saved in the refrigerator and had been thinking about eating all day? Okay, this is a very nuanced question. Mm-hmm. There are there are myriad variables yeah. on how how expensive was it, the food? How, did you it was did you spend hours making this food? Is this is this the first offense? Is this the third offense? I did you, tell them? Ooh, did you warn it, them? Do they know? Was it like your favorite mac and cheese? Yeah, because it's like, well, hey, we usually leftovers. It's free for all, you know. Me, me and my partner, you know, we just share. But this yeah. time they were like, they weren't supposed to, and I didn't tell them. And it's my fault. Yeah, like like if Katie if if Katie ate the pretzel bun that I got from Lidl that I wanted to have later. That's fine. That's a 50 cent pretzel bun from Lidl. I can literally just right. drive down the street and get another one of those. But if it's like, I don't know, if it's like my famous beans and rice and like I was saving it for lunch and she ate it and I'd be like, oh, I don't have a lunch now. Then I'd be a little bit peeved. I think I feel like that this is a problem that can be solved pretty easily with just some communication. Just like... Just communication. A, folks. if you don't yes. want them to eat it, just let them know, hey, I'm saving that for later. Please don't eat it. B, and then if you're going to eat some leftovers, then, just check in real quick. Hey, is it cool if I eat this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they eat it without asking you, mm-hmm. like... That's cringe. And also, like, you don't tell them. That's a failure on both parts. And you should be mad mm-hmm. at them and yourself. And I think it, it's uh, too soon is, I don't know, like half an hour. You, you can be annoyed at them and irritated at them, but probably not for too long. 
Unless, yeah, it, it, unless it's like it, they do this shit all the time, and then it's like I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe talk to them about it. Yeah, that, then that is definitely a communication issue, right? Wow, it feels so weird to like legit. I feel like we're on my brother, my brother, and me right now, and we just answer <laughs> the real question. <laughs> what you need to do is you need to put jam on the refrigerator door, so that yeah, there it is, there it is. They reach out and their hand gets sticky, and they don't want to. eat I'm always saying anymore. Argyle's the Justin of this show. Just like we've they got a little whiteboard stuck to our refrigerator. Just put some notes on a whiteboard. Just put, just put some notes. Yeah, just you don't need notes. to be all doodles like our whiteboard is. Just hey, put, don't what, touch. Put, put a post-it on don't the touch. bowl. Just like do, do anything, you know? Like I don't know. Anyways, next next Anyways. next question from Nero Wyvern, uh-huh. number one Edelgard stan of the show. Create a cult based around minions to fight against Scientology. Okay, alright, okay, alright, okay, alright. This, okay, this, okay, okay. this is on you, Max. You're the leader. Yeah, I'm... You're the glorious course, leader the, well, here. Okay, okay. Gr- first of all, Gru is the leader, so jot that down. Okay, yeah, he, he's the big boss. You can have levels of... You can... Okay, okay. There's levels, alright? We know there's different minions... You can you can start out you can start out you're the the, the the base level you're just you're just a minion right you know you don't have a name yeah, you don't have a name you don't have a title you go, you get overalls you gotta get overalls when you join the cult and the okay? goggles you're not a you minion goggles no 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 you only get overalls no fuck you only get overalls when you start you gotta work up to the goggles you have to protect your eyes they all have goggles from the moment they evolved out of the ocean okay fine when you start you get like the weird like you get you get like the sort of like gold kelp wrapped goggles they had okay yeah, i mean it can be shitty goggles like it can be yeah it can be the bad ones but you need the goggles okay fine you get they're you get the essential. goggles and you get the overalls when you start and the tiers you can we can have the tiers named after the actual minion names so you start you can go to auto tier uh then you can go to it's 899 Kevin. tiers if you work your way all the there's way there's 899 up. individual tiers and of course the top tier is bob tier because he king bob he pulled excalibur from the stone king bob the top tier is bob tier i'm bob tier no one else can be bob tier that's just how it is sorry right, sweaty right now i i'm at the risk of possibly exposing my naivete with regard to mm-hmm. minions their thing is they follow the most evil person on earth right yes Okay, Confirmed. so I feel like if you're going to go against Scientology, you're going to have to cast Scientology as a force for good in the world. Because otherwise, they're just going to defect. Okay, alright, this is... You, you've you introduced a very interesting wrinkle. Yeah. So, But also, they just kind of follow Gru, even when he just becomes, like, sort of a good guy. That's true, yeah. that's true. I, I, I think it's it's not necessarily... What happened was once they launched Napoleon out of a cannon in eighteen, they they the found fuck, they found love. They found the love of like a loving family. You know, they've got Gru exactly. and his his daughters and the 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 woman, the wife that's in mm-hmm. the second one that I haven't seen. And you know, they, the they wife, yeah, my wife, and yeah, they 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 rebuke their evil ways. So so, so really, Many, millions of to, years of evolution defeated by a loving family. It's it's the power of love. That's what it is. Okay. Okay. So it, it, it yeah, you can join the cult thinking it's an evil cult, but what's never invariably going to happen is you're going to realize, oh, this isn't an evil cult. This is just a, a found family, and I'm surrounded by the love. Reverse Scientology, where like instead of starting out thinking, oh, this is just like some self help, you know, uh, ideas to make your life a little better, a little a little healthier, then you find out, oh no, oh no, there's some bad shit up here. It's the reverse. You think you're joining some bad shit, and you just yeah, find you, out that it's about love and acceptance. Yeah. Yeah, no, you it's like, you, join, you, you join up, and it's like, oh, we're gonna fucking rob banks, we're gonna, like, destroy yeah. the moon, we're gonna do all that shit. But no, you join up, and it's just like, I have a loving family now. 
That sounds like a great cult. I mean, I mean, you're gonna still rob banks, though. We need to get money somehow. Yeah. The government won't fund us. There, there needs to be fun. Yeah, I mean, the, the bank we of still evil. Need a, look, the bank of evil is not accepting our loans anymore. Mm-hmm. And and we're gonna we're gonna shrink the moon. We're gonna do a piccolo. We're gonna get rid of the moon. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all the evil we're gonna do. So get your goggles. Get your get your overalls. Uh, come join my cult, minion cult. Um, I'm Bob Tier Banana. Yeah. Amen. Sold. Do you want me to just transfer all my funds to you now, or should I? I mean, we can talk after the show, I guess. Yo, yo, you got to deposit in your bank account, and then I can steal it. So you go to Patreon.com/slash/PotOfGreed. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll just donate my the complete balance of my bank account. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I'll uh I'll have to talk to my uh boss uh, on Monday about like getting the direct deposit set up to, to yeah well account. you can, you can just yeah. tell t- tell your boss to join too don't worry about it it's fine oh sure sure you sure know, but you know. more the merrier <laughs> what else we got Argyle next one up is from Cass non-binary with Left Dragonkin if you were to create an aesthetic based around a historical figure who would it be what would be your ace card hmm. I, I think they mean uh, not an aesthetic but an archetype. Right, right. Hmm, okay. Um, huh. Historical figure. Diogenes. My ace card is a man. (laughs) (laughs) Your ace card is Lugia. I'm trying to think of, like, historical figures. Hmm. Right. Now that I've been asked this question, I have forgotten everything I've ever learned about history. Maybe, like, Newton and have, like, a physics-based deck? Oh, that'd be fun. Oh. It could be like little like nerdy apples, just apples with like glasses that do science attacks. It's just apple magician. Oh, I like that. It's yeah. just apple, just magician, apple magician girl. Too. She want... has glasses now. I mean, I could get like a cool like I can be an I can get a Oda Nobunaga deck. Oh sure, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I can get like cool Dynasty cool, Warriors like, deck. Yeah, you can get, 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 get cool Bushido. No, wait, I got it. It's Rasputin. <gasps> yeah. And you just can't, and all your shit keeps coming back because yeah. you can't kill it. Yeah, it's okay. it's definitely like a, gr- a cemetery, a graveyard control deck. Mm-hmm. That rules. Mm-hmm. Fuck yes. Yep. It cannot be destroyed in battle. Mm-mm. Oh, I like that quite a bit. That's very good to me. And also, it plays a very fun theme song every time it is summoned again. <laughs> yeah, <Absolutely>. exactly. <laughs> It's very, very important. You have to play the theme song. Lover of the Russian Queen. Yes. (laughs) Next question, also from Cass. If you could have dinner with any Shrek character, who would it be and what would you serve them? (laughs) Mm. Oh, because Farquaad White got it. Uh, (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, I think probably Fiona. Hmm. Yeah, that was where I was leaning. Yeah, same. I feel like you sit down with Donkey, you're not getting a word in edgewise. F- Fiona, really, really down to earth. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, probably can hold a conversation better than her husband can. Yeah, know. Shrek, nice guy, but he is going to make your house just reek. You're never getting that smell oh, out. Oh, yeah. yeah, true. There's going to be all kinds of slimes. Um, I'm going to hit y'all with Puss in Boots. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would He's wine. very He would wine and dine you. I think he would probably run out like, and like leave you with a check. I yeah, mean, yeah, but I got to have dinner with Puss in Boots. It's you worth it. He's to, cool. You did, yeah, you got to have, you know, dinner right. with a, a funny little cat, man. A funny yeah. little cat. What, what, what would Fiona eat? What would they eat? What about the dragon? I feel like the dragon would be very hard the to The dragon please. would eat you. 
Yeah, the, the trickiest thing with the dragon would Promise. be preparing enough food. Mm-hmm. Or being seductive enough. Right. True. Worked for donkey. Yeah. I feel like, okay, I am not especially confident in myself as, like, uh, you know, in my looks or my, my ability to attract people. I think I can be more attractive than a talking donkey. To a dragon? I think, well, to a, to fantasy a dragon, dragon, though, yeah. A fan, hmm. Here's the thing. Donkey very much did fuck the dragon, yeah. which is just oh, something yeah. that challenged Oh, yeah, he, had, he had a dragon, and they had kids, and they're, they're dragon and donkey mixes. Drunk, drunkies. Drunkies. Yeah. That's just I, genetic. I feel like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be a homewrecker. Yeah, right. I'm gonna, I guess I'm imagining an AU I mean, no, where Nobody never says met. you have to fuck the person that you have dinner with. Well, you Look, do have to, you do nice have to fuck the dragon Fiona. if you want to live. You that do. Is, yeah, that is the key part of this one. Is either, that, that, either you get eaten non-sexually or you get eaten sexually. Right, exactly. You do have to fuck <laughs> the dragon You're gonna get eaten one way or another. Which is why we can have dinner with Fiona, and it's fine. But you do have to be a home wrecker if you want to have dinner with the dragon. Anyway, this is deranged conversation. Can we please move on to the <laughs> final conference question? Next here? question: What superpower were you sure you would get if you just concentrated hard enough? Uh, oh, I believed very deeply in like sixth grade that I could become a super saiyan. Oh yeah, I mean, I feel like most sixth you and me both Gen- who didn't. Genuinely, it was clairvoyance. Like, I genuinely believed my... <laughs> my sister and my dad played a really mean trick on me when I was, like, six, actually. Where they spent, like, 20 minutes being like, Alright, how many fingers are we holding up while my uh, eyes are closed? And every time I, I said a number, they were like, Yep, you're oh. right! And I was like... Oh, no. <laughs> Man. It's like, thanks, Damn. guys. That's so sad. They got you. Oh, no. <laughs> they they got me. your ass pretty fucking good. That's really funny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it was genuinely clairvoyance. Very easy, like, very obviously. <laughs> I did sometimes while running in gym, uh, have to take a moment and, like, realize I was falling behind the other kids and uh, stop to stand in place and scream Goku style to power up. And uh, <laughs> it was really confusing to me why I got bullied so much. Did it work? Yeah, you no, to, jokes you on them. To, they don't know that you're a super saiyan. Were you able to right, catch yeah. up after you did the screaming? Uh-huh. I, w- I, I was. I mean, I wouldn't able... do a dead sprint, so yes, but then I immediately ran out of breath and fell behind again. <laughs> La- laser eyes, that's my answer. Right, but that just turned into, well, I just need to learn how to maintain the super saiyan form. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to, like, keep that level of anger up the entire time. Right, it's clearly, it's like the cell games. I gotta learn how to just stay this way all the time. <laughs> yeah, you gotta perfect it, get the hair all white. Uh-huh. That's my secret, Captain. <laughs> uh, I always believed I could, like, shoot electricity out my fingertips if I tried hard enough. I mean, you can. People can do that. Can they? I mean, yeah, have you never played MGS3? <laughs> yeah, dude, come yeah, on. Let, cool let, bar, let, me, cool let me call bar. my friend Colonel Vulcan up <laughs> and learn how to do it. I'm just saying, go rub your socks on a carpet for a while, and then touch True. someone. You can shoot lightning out of your fingers. Not much. The closest I got bit. was when I accidentally electrocuted myself by plugging in my Game Boy Advance SP charger in, like, sixth grade, and my finger yeah. was touching the plug. Danny phantomed yeah, yourself yeah. there, huh? Oh, I was just 14. Except I was, like, 12, because I was in sixth grade. That's about how old I was in sixth <laughs> no, yeah, grade. Yeah, like, probably, probably clairvoyance is the easiest one to convince yourself of. I, I'd say, yeah, probably the same for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you also have Man. family members playing a very not funny no, trick on no, you? No, I didn't have anything like that. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was just uh, a very uh, nerdy and uh, 
full of myself little God. child. So. You know, I could see my sister doing it because that's the kind of thing siblings do. But the fact that my dad got in on it really, that really uh, rubs me deep. <laughs> that is dad shit, though. It's yeah, no, that, that very much is dad shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's episode shit. Hell yeah. Luke. Wonderful questions. Where can we find Luke. you? Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. Uh, you can find a couple podcasts I do over on AudioEntropy.com. Uh, we're doing a show right now, uh, Reprise Falls. We're uh, going through all of Gravity Falls. In the past, we've done uh, Common Repriser Forze, where we've talked Common Rider uh, Forze. Life is a reprise uh, way. Yeah, Life is a Reprise Way, where we went through the Cars movie franchise, uh, The Reprisoner, where we watched the very good show, The Prisoner, and Totally Reprise, where we watched uh, Totally Spies, which is not a good show. You went through The Prisoner? Yeah. Jesus. The most (laughs) ominous- Prisoner's Dilemma. The most ominous weather balloon in media history. Oh, love a rover. Uh, The other (laughs) main podcast I do right now is Eidolon Playtest. It's an actual play RPG. Uh, I GM it. It's uh, two different campaigns that release episodes in alternating weeks. We're playtesting a game that me and my friend Molly wrote called uh, Eidolon Become Your Best Self. It's an RPG inspired by Persona and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And uh, it's a good time. Hell yeah. Can can confirm as a listener. I very much like it. Oh, I, I, need a, I need to listen to it. I'm, I am very interested in Eidolon just as a concept. Yeah. yeah. As, a, as a JoJo's liker. As in uh, not a Persona refused to play her. <laughs> yeah, that's reasonable. Uh, Eidolon Rock is more JoJo based, and yes. Pop is more Persona based. So, so. I have heard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Persona based should be jazz. But... <laughs> yeah. You... you can find me on Twitter. I'm Argyle, by the way. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Argyle underscore Funk. You can listen to me on a couple other shows. One of them being Kamarocho Radio. By the time this comes out, our last episode on Yakuza Two should be out. Holy shit! It's a good game. Goddamn. We haven't recorded that one yet, but it's it'll it'll be out. And we're gonna be. T- I'm, t- I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, and you can also listen to me on a show with these other two bozos, uh, called Wow Cool Robot, where we talk about G Gundam, which is the best show ever made. Don't listen to the haters. <laughs> it is the best Gundam, the only Gundam that you need to watch. Max. Yeah, that's that Wow Cool podcast on Twitter. I run that whole show. Uh. Soon-ish, I think in September, we'll be starting Gundam Wing, uh, a show where I don't like, I think, any of the designs. <laughs> you me on that one? So, I, th- I thought you were uh, going to say any of the characters, because that's my feelings on Gundam Wing. <laughs> <laughs> that will be a uh, 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 previous guest of this show, uh, Jared, J. Yes. Boo Hawk Show, uh, and my IRL friend, Julia, who I've known for like 10 oh, years from college. Wonderful. You have friends IRL? I thought you guys were just yeah, kidding. Yeah, not. <laughs> uh, and I also have another show called Slappers Only, a video game music show on podcast that I do with my friend Jordan, host of Kamuro Show Radio. Um, when this episode goes up, we might have recorded our episode on the best game that nobody played, Nino Kuni 2. Uh, Joe Hisaishi, good-ass music. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm also Max. You can go to Max Bajillion on Twitter and find all my shit. That's one, all I one have. Of, one of the illustrious games where he plays the president of the United States along with uh, Metal Wolf Chaos. And I can't think of any other games where you do that, actually. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a third. I'm Audrey. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Optimum Prime. You can also, as both Max and Argyle have mentioned, listen to uh, more Clown to Clown communication on Wow Cool Podcast. Well, cool robot. Uh, 
both between us and the characters in the show. Yeah, I mean, the the most recent episode that's going to be going up at, at, uh, when this goes up uh, is going to have the, the clown episode. Yeah, so. it is quite literally clown-to-clown communication on all fronts here. Um, don't have any other projects in the making at the moment, but if you're interested in hearing more from me, you can follow at the reticulation. That's T H E R E T I C U L A T I O N on Tumblr, Twitter, and, uh, Facebook for updates about a website I'm trying to launch with a good friend of mine to highlight and spotlight LGBT voices. And collectively, we've been Pot of Greed. You can follow us at, uh, Pot of Greed Cast on Twitter. We are part of the Noisepace XYAZ network, which you can find at noisepace.xyz. Luke, I gotta say, you uh reminded me that there are other networks <laughs> which was a fun experience we, we got noise space we got audio entropy we got there's orange grows there's orange grows there's fucking good episodes productions yeah <laughs> there's like five whole podcast networks out there <laughs> they're at all, least... all of our, our wonderful sister shows that we love yeah but they're but not on, on the noise space network on on noise space there are other shows like uh LMNOP, uh... Nana Roy's yeah. Nightmare and Era. Listen to Jeff July about Jeff the Killer all <laughs> month. Uh, there is no, uh, podcasting in the cloud recesses. Henry Kissinger is Pokemon going to die. And, uh, which updates occasionally. <laughs> and, uh, many others. There's a lot of good stuff. Listen, Y'all to, listen, check to, it out. listen to Zero to Zero. They're talking about Zack Snyder's Batman versus Superman. Dawn of Justice cut. Hell yeah. Ultimate edition. It's good. And terrible, terrible, terrible. And if you would like to um support us, you can do that by um going to patreon.com slash pot of greed. Um where uh if you support us at uh any level you get lots of cool bonus content. Um if you support us at the five and uh ten dollar levels, you get to listen in on uh, recordings like Nero did tonight. Um, at the $10 level, you get a lot of, as we mentioned earlier, you get actual physical products from us that we make specifically for you. And if you support us at the $5 level, level at the end of the episode, you get a very funky, fresh shout out like these fine folks, Colton Crow, Joelle Thomas, Keith McBlain, more Haunting the Morgue, and Riley Hopkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hell yeah. And that's all. I oh god! I almost asked what your guys' robot of the week is. <laughs> that's not that. That's not this show. No, Luke. What's your robot yeah. of the week? Hello. Oh god! Um, <laughs> first one jumped in my head. Big O. Good. Big O. Pretty good. Oh, pretty pretty good. Cool. Pretty good. No one said Big O on the other podcast yet. What? So yeah, you're the first. Congratulations. Spent a lot of time thinking about Big O. He's so cool. Oh. What's your uh, What's your card position of the week? Mine is face down and ending my turn. So many Pretty good. <laughs> I, I, I'll I'll set myself face down and and get bulldozed by a Italian clown. I put myself face down and uh, convert to Scientology. I'm going face up attack mode. Gonna demolish all the dorms. Oh shit! Hell yeah! Good. I'm not stopping with the red one. Yeah. the island. Hello. Hello. My name is Manjo Mejun. And can I leave this book with you for you to just peruse? Hello! 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 I'll just leave it here. It has a lot of information you can really use. Hello! Hi! My name is Chaz Princeton. Have a lovely home. Hello! It's an amazing book. Bonjour! Hola! Hi, how? Me llamo 
満場目サンダー Eternal Life Eternal Life Jesus Christ is super fun Come on, we'll And if you let us in we'll show you 